2: Welcome along. This is another brand new episode of My Mate Brought a Toaster. Joining me today, normally we have Samantha Baines, but she's not here because she's gone on a holiday. I think it's because she's avoiding Danny Wallace, who is today's guest.
0: It's because I'm very nitpicky. Um, Mm. I think that's why she's gone. And you just called this show My Mate Brought a Toaster. Did I say Brought-a-Toaster? Yeah, but it's actually called My Mate Bought-a-Toaster. Is that the name of the... Yeah, because it's all about, like, purchase histories and explaining someone's life through that. So it wouldn't be Brought-a-Toaster. Oh, I thought it was about things people took no. to dinner parties to... No, no, ...as no. conversation points. No, no, no. Although that would... I bet that podcast exists. Let's make it. Let's do it.
2: Here's five items for chat. I mean, it's basically what this is. Okay, welcome to My Mate Bought... Bought. You go back to your producer days, then, Danny? Was, were not you? I, yeah. When did you stop
0: producing? Oh, you... um, I guess I stopped producing things mm. in the early two thousands.
2: Mm. Mm. Okay, all right, fine. That's why. it's okay' yeah, it's fine thanks for it. so it's, it's just like, brought it all know. back to me right now yeah. sort
0: of whatever it is 18 years later or something well
2: I can see why you were good at it because you were charming the way you told me I made a mistake oh, good. It was, like good beautifully done I didn't feel like it was my mistake no it was everyone makes mistakes my mate's bringing a toaster Danny Wallace <laughs> here you are now um you've let us into your Amazon oh sorry. I don't need to say us because Sam's not here no the, I've let you, you have access me. to my uh, purchase history Tom Price, into your purchase history and thank you very much for that and uh
0: how long have you had an Amazon account on on the go for do you know no. Well, it said something like 2001 or 2002. Yeah. However, I think there was a precursor to Amazon, um, which w- I'm sure it was either part of the same thing, early days, or it was a slightly different one that went away. But I think it was called something like, weirdly, like Jungle. So there was a theme. Owned by the same people? Well, I don't know. I always assumed that it just became Amazon, but maybe it was this different.
2: Is br- See, this is why we need Samantha Baines, because normally she'll start tapping away and she'll find that out for us. So well, let's just have a moment. we'll never know. Let's have a moment as if she's... Thanks, Samantha, for telling (laughs) us so Good to know. All right, so the first thing
0: that I'm going to aim at, Danny, was, I mean, the first thing you ever bought was The Office. The Office on DVD. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was the biggest show, um, and it was interesting. Those days, those sort of producing days as well, you would sort of know some of these people who would then create something Kind of like that. Well, uh, when
2: you, were you moving in the same circles as Steve Merchant because he was a producery type, wasn't he as well? Back then. Yeah,
0: I mean, we we uh, we would sort of cross paths a bit. And yeah. um, Ricky and Steve were in an office right above uh, one I was in, yeah. and so sometimes you know you'd you'd have lunch in the canteen or whatever. It brings back that sort of Terry oh, Wogan oh, sort yeah. of idea yeah. of the BBC canteen. Yeah. But I remember distinctly uh, being at the Crown and Two Chairman pub in Soho with um, Ricky. And Ricky seemed kind of um, a bit concerned. And I said, what's going on? And he said, I've just found out that they're scheduling my show, the one we're writing and doing... um up against Big Brother. And at ah. the time Big Brother was like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. It was when everyone was still watching it.
2: The Love Island and yeah. kids listening. That's it Love was, Island from the was, early noughties. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: huge. Mm. And um and I was like, Oh man, yeah, that is uh that's that's terrible. I said, What is it again you're doing? And he said, Um, it's uh it's like a, it's a show and it's like set in an office. And I was like, Cool, what what, what is it called? And he went, It's the office. And I was like, uh yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Thinking, I love it. that sounds rubbish. Isn't it amazing though? Yeah. The,
2: the people that, like, mine is always Michael McIntyre. Like, oh, yeah. Gigging with him early doors. Oh, wow, yeah. Just like, oh, good luck, mate. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just like a Berlin's entertainer. This guy's not going anywhere. And he got so
0: good. And you just, that, that, when I think about my 23 year old self, the number of people I said, yeah, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, McIntyre used to do his own flyering at Edinburgh as well, oh, yeah. which was interesting because I remember a flyer being put down. Um, on a one of the picnic tables at the Pleasants in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. and it's when you get that that you know that kind of lunchtime assault of leaflets, just flyers, flyers, flyers. Excuse mm-hmm. me, looking for a show, la la. And you stop looking up after a while. At who is putting the flyer down? Yeah. But you remember some of the flyers, and I remember distinctly this flyer being slapped onto the uh, table and looking at it and going, "Who's this American kid?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, he was like, you know, all yeah. suit and teeth.
2: Well, that was the year. Because up until that point, everyone's Edinburgh posters were very, uh, they were weird and obtuse, yeah. and they were was a big concept in there and then michael and it was his manager paul yeah. dudridge at the time second time paul dudridge has got match on this <laughs> podcast I don't know what's going on there who said to him and paul tonkinson and a few other guys just we're just gonna do like a just a picture of you mm-hmm. it looks like a high
0: school graduation
2: picture you're absolutely yeah.
0: right yeah well i mean where is he now danny well i don't know but that also led to people comics wearing suits hmm. that kind of there was a there was a moment where everyone stopped wearing like Tie-dyed T-shirts or whatever, yeah. uh, and started cleaning themselves up, yeah. wearing a suit and looking like a pro. You know why? Because
2: they uh, want to be in the office. That's what it is. You right? To, look yeah. like going to the office. All right. So uh, you started off your Amazon history with the Office, as many people did. This, yeah. is, a, this is a theme on this show. People start off with DVDs, The Office, uh, twenty-four. That's always very popular. Oh, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. All these things, which now we can now watch, you know, on a, on a streaming handheld device at leisure. Uh, but then, what I love, and we're going to leap straight ahead to two thousand and eleven. Okay. Wow. Okay, so Danny Wallace is very much up and running now as a, as a very successful comedy brand. Mm. <laughs> and you can, see, you can see why you're doing so well comedically, because you bought Mitch Murray's one-liners for speeches for
0: special occasions. Absolutely. This is what the Danny Wallace empire is built on, right? It's built on those <laughs> things. Um, I, I had been to a wedding and um, mm-hmm. witnessed, uh, witnessed someone doing a speech which just seemed to be things that might have come out of a book like that do you
1: well, know what I mean and
0: it's obviously it's a hard thing you know to get up in front of people and, and, uh, and uh, think right I have to have the confidence now mm. to sort of but I became fascinated by that side of things and so I bought one of those uh, one of those books and part of me was also thinking maybe there's genius in there <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe there are but it isn't it, it's more like things like um, you know which, which I've sort of used ironically in the past um, unaccustomed as I am to public speaking yeah. uh, ladles and jelly spoons oh I that, love it that kind of thing it's that joke it's dad joker then you ride the wave of that laughter for four or five minutes yeah. and when they've died down you hit them with someone else you spent £1.57 on this book right so that's about right did you get your money's worth out of it I, I, well I'm talking about it now I always love those moments at wedding
2: speeches when um, someone has got the pre-prepared joke because their yep. head goes down yeah I'll, I'll never forget my brother's <laughs> best man doing the um he's like 24, his hands are shaking, you see sweat pouring <laughs> off, he's not up for it at all. And he sort of said, very nice to be here at Guy and Lisa's wedding, and um, there's a weather forecast, just drops that in, there's a yep. weather forecast, you know everyone's like, here we go then. Yep. Apparently, um, it's going to be nice, Two two warm fronts are going to come together and it might result in a little sun.
0: Oh, there you Bingo. go. Nice. You it know. was lovely. Charming. It was charming. I don't think it was his joke. Um, right, straight out of Mitch McConnell's. Exactly. Uh, Hang on, Mitch McConnell? Not Mitch McConnell, Mitch Murray. Who's Mitch, Mitch McConnell? Murray. Mitch McConnell is the uh, the American guy. looks a bit like a turtle. There you go.
2: Oh, yeah, off of um, American politics. Off of politics. the government. Yeah, that's the one, I know. Uh, all right, John Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have enjoyed, there are two reviews of this. Oh, yes. One of them's given it five stars. Quality jokes from a quality writer. Great. I don't know why I've gone a bit. He's done a good job for me. I think it was accurate, Mm -hmm. though. And then the other one says, a mixed bag with some good Uh, one-liners. Who's written this? Doppelganger's written this. With some good one-liners, some indifferent and some exhausted, uh, with having been around the block more times than a local authority refuse collection lorry. See,
0: that's a guy going, (laughs) I can do this better than Mitch Murray, and and I don't have a platform apart from the Amazon review system.
2: He's used too many words there, doppelganger. If you're listening, you need to look at the poetry of your gag writing.
0: Yeah, so a bit more rhythm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, talking of rhythm, that's, there's no talking of rhythm to the next item, by the way. Really? It's just my attempt to try and uh, link the things. Talking of talking uh, of rhythm, rhythm and doppelganger. Thirteenth um, of May, twenty twelve. Let me let me try and remember. Oh, yeah, go on then. Th- what what were you doing on the thirteenth of May, twenty twelve? Take us back to Danny Wallace. Twenty twelve. Yeah.
0: So this must be um, when I was doing um, a radio breakfast show. Uh, um, you were on XFM, weren't you? Yeah, I would do the. I would have to get up very, very early every day. Um, uh, get there, um, and at six AM, the light would go on, and we'd have to sort of make our first joke. And no one would have been talking in the studio. <laughs> We're all exhausted that the mugs wouldn't have been cleaned by whoever's supposed to clean the mugs. And so I would literally sometimes have a breakfast bowl of coffee, <laughs> instant coffee made with a hot tap. Yeah, this is the glamour Just of gross. early morning radio. Oh, that's so gross. And then, boom, six a.m. Hello, how are you? It's Danny Wallace. Here exactly. comes my first joke. Exactly.
2: What's Mitch written for me? <laughs> it's it's. I used to see you because we used to live very close to each other, and yeah. I can remember several times seeing you at uh, whatever it was, 10, 30,
0: 11 a.m. Yeah.
2: And I'm going to say you <laughs> don't. You're not. You're not one of life's trudgers. <laughs>
0: right. But you were. It, you definitely trudged then. Oh man. Yeah, those were trudging times. Hmm. How long they were, did you do it for? I only did it for about eighteen months. Um Eighteen months, two years. I, I, I had a small child, oh. um, uh, who wasn't sleeping. Oh, and you was that get the first one as well. Obviously yeah, the one, wasn't it? Yeah. And so you, so that hits you like a, like a, like a bomb. And like uh, a, lo- a lovely love bomb, though. Loving, a lovely love bomb. Lovely, just a lack wonderful. of sleep bomb. And so yeah, there was a lot of trudging going on at that, at that time. There was literally a moment about three months into doing a breakfast show where I was lying down on the sofa, exhausted, and I said to my wife, genuinely, I was like. I don't remember having any meetings about this. I don't remember. I Like, there must have been meetings. I must have agreed to do this. But I have no memory of it. It just seems to be I'm doing it every day. And I loved doing it when I was was in the moment and doing it. It's just that you then go home and you've sort of done your day's work and you try and do more work. But then you get a bit tired about four. And maybe you have a nap. You start having a nap sort of in the afternoons, midweek. Then you wake up and you've got this weird second day. Oh, and you feel gross as well. And the only purpose of that second day. Is to stay up long enough so that you can go to sleep again.
2: Yeah, and yeah. it's
0: really weird. Oh my god, you just because I'm now doing loads of breakfast because I
2: sit in on course, magic for yeah. Ronan Keating. Yeah, the, the um, wonderful Ronan Keating, exactly. and another word I'd use to describe him is intermittent Ronan Keating, <laughs> busy man with other things. Right, uh, and I, I have never heard the rhythm of the day described more beautifully than that. That's <laughs> a weird time when you wake up at four o'clock and you're like. I'm just being awake now, so that I've got a diff. So that you know, in the
0: binary code that is awake and asleep, I've got to have a zero so I can get to a one. Exactly, that's what it is. And you feel naughty going out at night if you do. I remember going out for a curry and it was winter and it was dark and I was like, I shouldn't be here. Mm. I should be going to bed. It's very odd. It's a really odd
2: feeling. well, you've bought on the 13th of May, uh, Tea Pigs Matcha Organic
0: Superpower Green Tea, only 30 grams. You know what? Go on. This was a lifesaver. No. Yeah, because I was looking at the amount of instant coffee I was drinking. Because I'm someone I've always got to have something like a cup of tea mm-hmm. or a drink. Otherwise, I can't quite relax if I'm working or whatever. Because I'm always thinking, I better go make another cup of tea. So I've got one. Mm. And on the radio, you're constantly talking and you need those sort of like little caffeine hits. Yeah. And it was too much. And then i um discovered powdered matcha green tea
2: well, yeah i'm looking at it now on this website it's fascinating
0: it's great it's okay. the most concentrated hit of kind of green tea you can get
2: yeah but what does what yeah but being hit by green tea is
0: like being hit by a cloud does it, it do anything it lifts you it gives you and it lasts for hours and i found that when i and i would just do like a little shot with water in the morning um at like 10 to 5 in the morning or whatever. Yeah,
2: middle of the day for, yeah.
0: for <laughs> breakfast DJs. And it gives you that, it gives you that sort of, um, that lift, and it lifts your mood, and you feel a bit bouncier, and you feel a bit healthier, and it's so much better than coffee.
2: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, you've got to try it Do next I time need you're need to get on this thing? Get on it and well. stay on it.
2: I'm going to get Ronan Keating to buy me a load. I mean, I must admit that there's a lot of incredible... Uh, reviews coming in for this loads of five fifty nine percent five star reviews. So obviously, what I'm going to go is go straight to the seven percent one star reviews. <laughs> Having read the reviews, I had thought that I would feel the impact of the tea. However, this was not so. It was an expensive purchase with little impact. Oh well, there you go. Mm, that's from Ankh.
0: Is it? <laughs>
2: just <laughs> plenty we can do with that, but Anc. we won't. Um, Pig tea. Uh, Stephen Shepherd says it was horrible. The smell, the taste, must just not be for everyone. And no, so it is be- it's disgusting. I mean-
0: Oh, is that sort of, oh to get mate! Used to it? Yeah, it's okay. like um, it's like you've tripped over <laughs> and and taken a mouthful of grass <laughs> and swallowed it. You know, and uh, and you're doing it voluntarily every every morning. I quite like the smell of grass. You can mix it in with milkshakes or ice cream. Do you do whatever you want? Right. But I would just go for the hard hit.
2: I'm boom go- am done.
0: I'm genuinely going to get some now because I do get very
2: tired doing the breakfast thing, and it is yeah, it is the aftermath. Which yeah. is the bad bit, because actually when you're doing the show, you're showing off, you're yeah. having a lovely time, you're playing some records, you sound great, you're, you're the best person in the world. 10 o'clock, yeah. it really hits you that you, yeah. you, know, you get the remorse, the post-coital <laughs> performance, you just like, oh, God, I'm an idiot. I, I so insisted
0: maybe- that this one guy bought it, because um, he he uh, he runs the World's Strongest Man competition, and he's a big guy, he's an Olympian, um, and I love him. Um, but he's always massively stressed. And um, whenever I see him, he's on like his third monster energy drink of the day. Oh, please, that stuff is... I know, oh. and he's pacing around, and he's got all his stuff in, like, a little trolley bag that he carries. But He, looks, he always looks like he's about to do some street entertaining. We're he's, he's he's just getting a
2: lot of short-haul flights.
0: Yeah. Just... And I was like, you've got to get off this, this stuff, this uh, <laughs> this this nine pints of uh, yeah. sugar you're doing every day and yeah. get onto this instead. Yeah. And I had a, <laughs> a lovely video message from his wife going, thank you. Because <laughs> it's made a difference. Well, I, I think probably he did it one day and went, this tastes like I've fallen over.
2: <laughs> fallen over in grass.
0: Someone told me that amazing fact about cut
2: grass. You know the smell of cut grass.
0: Yeah, it's called something, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, no, no. I was going to say petrichor, whatever petrichor, it is. is. Petrichor, is it? Petrichor
2: is that's when rain that's has tarmac. The, yeah. um, no, the smell of cut grass is actually, a apparently, a warning smell given off by grass, warning the other grass <laughs> that they're getting cut. Really? So what you can smell yeah. is... is it's
0: the wh- screams of a massacre. Yeah. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. Jodie Foster thought it was bad being by the science of the yeah.
0: you've got You've got the tears of the grass. That's awful.
2: But green tea's delicious. Thank God we can't hear it. Okay, good. So then we're going to go to the end of 2012. And now this is a topic very close to my face. Okay. And I've got one of these. Right, good. I, gotta, I don't use it. You don't use you, What is it? Which one is it? It's the Philips. What? Well, it's the Philips
0: NT-9110. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. It's the nose hair trimmer. It's the nose hair trimmer. Yeah,
2: nose hair trimmer. Come on, let's talk um, about this.
0: There's a moment, isn't there? Mm. When And when was this end of 2012? That's, yeah. I guess then we have found the exact moment. Um... To the day Mm. where I realised I was no longer a boy. Yes. You know what I mean? And we're able to pinpoint that now, that precise moment. And it's hair that tells you. It's hair that tells you. It's your
2: body's way, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I once found a very long hair just coming out of um, my cheek where the beard isn't. And it was just a lone... Hair and I hadn't noticed this hair, but it was like an inch long, so it must have been there for ages, unless it just shot out. Why did Mrs. Wallace not tell you? Does she not look at you? She's it? a very cold woman. Well, no, I would say
2: this as well. That... <laughs> if you're listening, you're not. He, lo- he loves you very much. Um, but this also happens because we, uh, with kids.
0: Yeah, exactly. We don't look at each other anymore. No, you forget.
2: You're just looking at the kids the whole time.
0: I know, but I just, I was struck, first of all, by the length of this cheek hair. Because I, I was just like, I felt like I had, like, um, Late onset Teen Wolf, <laughs> or like like something was happening. You know that you did bo- you look up at the moon straight away? <laughs> yeah. oh, no. It was like you know. I, I was like, I've been through this this bit where you know your body's changing. You might find hair whether whether you know, in unusual places. I've done all that. The voice is breaking. Again. <laughs> yeah, and yet there it was. And then I had another little look around, and I guess I, I spotted um, the the nasal cavities, and I thought, hello. And so I thought this is something I must address um, yeah. to hang on to my youth. And so, like you say, I went um, immediately for a name brand. You don't want to go for, uh, uh, yeah, you don't want to go for a, a brand you've never heard of when it comes to putting things in your nose. I
2: like this called the NT nine one one nasal um, trimmer. Nasal trimmer nine one one maybe emergency emergency emergency
0: <laughs> <laughs> to our
2: noses. Yeah, yeah. the fourth emergency service. Yeah,
0: but I think that's a key. That's sort of a key moment. I always remember mm. being in the back of the car being driven to school and my dad who had jet black hair um, there was one white hair and I was like what's that and he was going what and I told him there was a a, a white hair what's that doing there and he said oh it just means I'm um, just means I'm getting older and I think I cried oh because it was like my first moment of what Mm. You're going to get And he didn't Mortality? care Mortality? Yeah, yeah, He didn't he did. care, no. The, well,
2: he could have made that so much worse. I mean, he, do you know what I mean? He could have gone, well, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, God. I'm on the way out son. Oh, man. Have a great
0: day. This is what happened. Yeah, exactly. No. It's so- a crushing moment, isn't it, that? <laughs> when you realise
2: people are... Fallible, yeah. Oh, god, I can't believe we've got onto this from a nose hair tremor. Well, it's the-
0: this is why the show is great, isn't it? Like, all human life is there,
2: it really is. It really is. And uh, well, how do you find the nose hair tremor? Any feedback for Philips if they're listening? Because I I didn't like it, and that this, it also has a very strong metal smell. It so does, you're jamming it up your nose, you yeah. do feel like you're sort of swallowing iron.
0: There's a metal, metallic tang to mm. it, um, mm. which I certainly found with the NT 911. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should always <laughs> casually chat. We sound like two guys talking <laughs> about cars. Yeah. If anyone was nearby, they're talking about
2: BMW cars. <laughs> Yeah. It,
0: it does have a... Maybe pit. we should call it the 911, like the Porsche 911. Uh, the the, the n
2: 911. The, the, the N2 um, uh, And I've got to say, I don't want to get too you know, uh, explicit. Mm. It's not going sexual, don't worry. No, no. I, I yank nose hairs out. You do, I do you? Yeah. yeah. It, oh, the pain Keep, makes yeah. me feel, because I am getting older and getting nose hairs, yeah. I feel that nose hairs are a good way of making me feel alive. Because I yeah. pull them out and I feel like, yeah!
0: Well, that's true when you, you, you know, if you get a, a decent haul, a good catch, as a trawler man would say. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a nasal trawler <laughs> And And... Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: oh, that is really gross. That is really, it's true though. You it can make I, you sneeze though,
0: and also the sneeze yeah. you get is
2: really enjoyable. No, I love it's, it's an enjoyable
0: though. sneeze mm, mm. because it's like a full body sneeze. Yeah, it's not a little a tissue. It's a it's a heaving. It's a man sneeze. Well, I like to deploy the man sneeze because my wife.
2: Oh, when I sneeze, yeah. she gets so angry. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think is it Mr. Burns who does a <laughs> one of them in. <laughs> <Yeah. there's> that <laughs> the anger. Yeah, and it just it just rumbles
0: along. Yeah, for days. One sneeze because I I do the full. Hello! <laughs> Oh, I see her. I can see her point, but mm. she's a very cold woman, she and she um, she d- d- takes lots of crisps out of the bag, doesn't she? Your wife?
2: Mm, yeah, and you've seen this on my yeah, Instagram recently. Yeah,
0: yeah she, she just takes loads of crisps out and puts, them, puts the bag back. Well, why would I find you do that?
2: Odd. It's a grab bag. Yeah. she's grabbed most of them, and there yeah. were literally like three shards left. Yeah, and she put it back in the. So I go to the cupboard, and I'm like, yes, yeah, let's get stuck into the. Or oh, I'm even salivating thinking about them. the the, the Tyrrells cider vinegar. Salt
0: and vinegar ones. Yeah. Oh, I felt oh. my cheeks go. There you go. It's
2: amazing. You say salt and vinegar to people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I went into the cupboard and the cupboard was bare.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's appalling. And my oh, wife used you. to do that uh, a lot. It would always be, I would cook something great, but there's always one mouthful oh. that she can't finish. And I think it's, a, it's like a psychological thing. It's like, well, I didn't eat the whole thing. Yeah. And, um, but she would do it at like Indian restaurants where they would be like, Like I don't know, there'd be prawns or whatever. And she would leave one prawn. And I'm like Eat the prawn. Have a prawn. Eat the prawn. Yeah. She, oh, I couldn't. I can't. Eat you, the prawn. Of course, prawn. she gets tiny. If you don't eat the prawn, I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. You're not telling me you are at 100% capacity and can't finish that prawn.
2: You know the dinner party thing when everyone's sitting around and there's like, a, you don't know people that well and there's like one crisp left. Or Papadom yeah. is a good example yeah. and no one can quite take the last Papadom. Yeah, yeah, good. I, this is a book I'm going to write, which is cool. You're not going to like this because obviously your big thing is, is the rudeness of people. Sure. Take the Papadom. Take no, the last no, bit. No, no take no. the last no, bit. No, no, no. Well, what do you want? You, you, are, you are sacrificing. Good food to mm. the gods of politeness.
0: You are, yes, yes, you are. And they mm. are gods worth uh, worshipping. And without them, where would we be? Um, otherwise yes. you're worshipping... France. Yeah, you're worshipping the Papa, the Papa Devil. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's your problem. I'm Mark Haynes, and for the last 32 years, I've been a fan of professional wrestling. My friend Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble... He hasn't. But in our podcast, WrestleMe,
2: the two of us subject the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment, Wrestlemania, to the
0: kind of rigorous scrutiny that ruins it entirely. GQ called WrestleMe enrapturing. Shortlist said it's beautiful. And it's a hit with common people too, with well over four five-star reviews on iTunes. WrestleMe, available from all good podcast
1: providers.
0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help
1: detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I can be the same always. I can be the same always. Love you, buddy, baby, and I want you buddy.
2: All right, from the popper devil to um, God himself. Ed Stewart, out of the stew pot. This was bought uh, in 2013
0: now, yes. May 2013. So have we left XFM Breakfast No, I think we're still... Uh, no, maybe we have. Maybe okay. we have. Oh. Um, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm still fascinated by um, uh, that era of, of broadcasting. Yeah. And um, this one, I think it was about a penny. It what? It costs? Yeah. One P. But then they, they, they get you with the postage. Well, of course they do. Of course, of course they, they do. do. Two pounds eighty to yeah, deliver. Sure, sure it, it is. Unbelievable. Sure it is. That
2: really, is that really covering your cost? Two pounds eighty. Really? I think your costs are about thirty p. <laughs> I, I
0: would agree. Unbelievable. So they do that. Um, and um, and and yeah, I, I was reading this book and I didn't know anything about um, Ed uh, Stupart Stewart. Well, can you tell us about it? Because I'm not sure I know who he is. Um, I can't really tell you. <laughs> cool, it's like a great book. <laughs> but uh, I, I do remember there is a passage uh, in there where, mm-hmm. and you might want to check this for legal reasons. Um, but um, there's a passage when he goes. Goes round to his friend's house, um, his, uh, his his good friends. He's mm-hmm. going around for a dinner party, um, and I can't remember the names. Let's call them Go Pete on. and Moira. Lovely names. So he goes round to Pete and Moira's house and uh, knocks on the door, and it just says something like, "And there, are, there, there she was. I was greeted by the most beautiful thirteen-year-old I'd ever seen." <gasps> And I will check this for you. It's fine.
2: Well, I've just seen online. He's dead.
0: Okay. so Can't lie him. Mm-hmm. Uh, But we wouldn't want to uh, oh, anyway. We'd want to be uh, nice. honouring treasurer's memory. Uh-huh. That I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... It was around this era of, of people starting to get very sort of suspicious about, um, particularly DJs. And, uh, really? I didn't the know, is there it.
2: some sort of other thing going on I there? don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Um, I had a wonderful uh, once. Because, uh, you know, I, I had a brilliant lunch one day. A five-hour lunch. Maybe the best lunch I've ever had. Yeah. Um, with Tony Blackburn. And it was great. And I was able to ask him all these questions about the Radio 1 days mm. and the Radio Caroline days and everything mm. since. And it was just, it was the best. we sort of, you know, a few bottles of wine in. I
2: would love to sit next to that, just for the noise of two of the most beautiful voices. Your <laughs> voice
0: is gorgeous, and his voice as well. Just just lovely radio burble going ah, on. It was it was a joy. And um, he, at one point he said, uh, how old are you? And I, I, I told him, and he went, oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> and I thought he meant, you know, this is a good age to be. Yeah, yeah. Young kids, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, And I said, how so? And he said... Just a technology you're going to see <laughs> said, oh, That's like, so uh, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And I was like well, it, it, In what way he went oh, Driverless cars this and that I'd love to see it And I was like you're big into technology are you And he went sometimes on my way into work I just stand for 20 minutes Staring through the window of Maplins <laughs> And I was like that's beautiful
2: <laughs> Can you imagine the employees of Maplin
0: Standing there yeah. Is that Blackburn again Yeah. 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 How long has he been 20 minutes <laughs> But he was staring at the hoverboards because he really wanted a hoverboard. <laughs> you know, one of those yeah. uh, things on, you know, two Segways. wheels that you stand on and balance. Segways. Segways sort of things. And uh, he really wanted one. And I was like, why don't you get one? And, um, and I was like, you could get one free. One picture of you going to work on a Segway yeah. in your 70s oh would be God. amazing. But there's a great story about him. When all these DJs were sort of uh, falling yeah, 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 <laughs> left, yeah, right yeah, and yeah, centre, yeah. um, Tony would be in Radio 2 doing his prep and getting all his vinyl out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is why he was always going to be, you know, uh, you know, an innocent man. People would come in and go, hey, Tony, how are you doing? you all right? And he'd put both thumbs up and just go, still not arrested. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the mark of a guilty mind. <laughs>
2: That is amazing. <laughs> that, is, that makes me love Tony Blackburn even more. Yeah. But also, can't we do some sort of crowdfunder to buy him a, a Segway? Could we not do that and just deliver it to his... I'm pretty his sure US? he can afford one. But also, if you were there having this lovely long, you know, slightly boozy maybe, very bench, boozy, yeah. You should have just got shit-faced and gone down Maplins with him afterwards. Can you imagine? I know, I know. <laughs> finally Blackburn steps inside Maplins. We all have regrets. <laughs> that is a TV show I would definitely watch. Um, so getting back to Ed Stewart, he was a Radio 2 DJ, You're Danny. Right. Yeah, okay. Radio 2 DJ. Died in 2016. Um, principally known for his work as DJ on B. Be- Radio 1, he did the Saturday Morning Junior Choice. Okay. Uh, and Radio 2, he was a presenter for Top of the Pops and Cracker Jack. So uh, he was a very well-known man of his era. And his book, Out of the Stewpot, um, you can now buy it in hardcover from 50p. Well, so, I got um, a bargain. There you go. And there's some lovely- but it is £2,000 delivery. <laughs> uh, lovely view from Emma. Um, I bought it for someone. They loved it. Great. I, I suppose you take Emma. the time. Yeah out to do that um, a Mer- worthy review Mervyn Hager if you are researching pirate radio in the 1960s and if you are looking for various interpretations this would be one of them okay <laughs> <laughs> right fine yeah this is what you think it is uh, and CDB says be careful what, be careful where you place this book the eyes follow you around the room <laughs> <laughs> alright then we go to November 2015 yes oh my goodness Danny what I don't want to revisit a previous thing we've already talked about yeah. <laughs> November 2015, you buy the Philips yeah. NT3160 nose, hair, ear hair, and eyebrow trimmer. That's right. Yeah. So
0: this, so so the 911 is it's a it's a great bit of kit, right? But um, I'd noticed I had some uh, ear hair that I hadn't noticed before. Mm. Um, so by now I've got two kids, so obviously you know things are going to pop. Yeah. And I noticed that, but. The 911 yeah. is, as you know, from the NT series, nasal trimmer. Mm. It's not an NEt, for example, a nose ear. Uh, no, no, trimmer.
2: no. It's just NT, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so
0: yeah. I didn't want to put something uh, nose specific in my ear, another cavity, you don't, or near it. You, you, know. you
2: don't want to cross your Orify no, with no. these bits of kit. No, it's a, right.
0: you're on, it's a fool's it's a fool's game, and so uh, I, I decided to retire the NT 911 and was look that? for another piece of kit. But I still wanted a brand name. Quality yeah. and Philips had not let me down. Um, it takes a single AA battery. So um, it does, yes, it does. And so it, comes with, it Also comes with a travel pack. It does. It's a little, um, a little um, velvet pouch. <laughs> um, no, nothing says luxury
2: more no. than putting my nose, ear, uh, hair trimmer into a velvet pouch.
0: Exactly. That is, <laughs> and it just gave me more scope. It yeah. meant I could nasal, um, mm-hmm. then rinse. There's two. Ducts um, uh, on the reverse, okay. suitable for the stream of water from, say, a tap. Right. Okay. Um <laughs> or, Which or then the cleans tears of, <laughs> the tears of grass. Yeah. as well, that's available, it just cleanses the uh the roots. Hot
2: water? Do we go for hot there? D- that's a, hot, that's a hot water? Probably should. That's a hot water scenario. Because yeah. if you if you're mixing up the RFI, you've always got to clean in yeah, between. Yeah. Absolutely. Prods. So uh the ear. Yeah. Because um, I've been, I have. What I love about this is you can see that the hair thing has progressed. Yeah, for you. yeah. Yeah, I've got nose. You've gotten older Yeah. And the eyebrows, your eyebrows are very neat though. I, don't, I don't Well, they're that.
0: luxuriant. Um they're the Wallace eyebrows. They are. They run in the family. They do. Yes. Um yes, your and wife has now picked them up as well. Yeah. <laughs> really? But I don't do I I don't touch them. Um oh. it's it's mainly the the nose and the ear. Okay. Um, and it's just, you know, once every 5 or 6 weeks a little kind of Zhuzh, mm. and you feel, you can hear better. Mm. Um That's a good point. Actually. There's you know, there's not the natural insulation of the uh, uh the uh external wool.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Mm. I uh wonder about is it what is the etiquette if you go to a barber yeah. to oh. say you're cutting my the hair on my head. Elsewhere yeah. on my head, yeah. there are other hairs that do the beard quite gladly. Yeah. Do you think they'd start rooting around in the nasal cavity?
0: Well I think I first Noticed this was sort of – not nasal. I, I would draw the line there. That feels too – Yeah. Mm-hmm. that That's my arena. Yeah. Um, so they are massive. Those are my seas to fish.
2: Massive nasal cavities. <laughs> I think of them as an arena. Yeah. I'm going to get them sponsored.
0: But I do remember um, sometimes they take liberties, um, uh, hairdressers. And I remember one guy just taking a liberty and um, just sticking a comb on my eyebrow and going – And I was like, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa. Okay, okay. Hang that's... on. No, no, no. I don't know because obviously uh, my glasses are off. I can't see. I'm vulnerable. Yeah, of course you are. Did you have a word? Uh, no, I was no, too shocked. No, you do. Of course, I you was too be. shocked. But
2: again, we go back to the British politeness thing. Yeah. No one ever complains to a hairdressers. No. Which is why if I if I did a service giving industry, say a hotel, yeah, everyone gets a free haircut, right? Oh. Because when they come to complain about the hotel, they never will because there's something <laughs> about the process about yeah. getting your haircut.
0: That's true. No one's ever going to complain. That's true. That's true. And, I, I you know, once you find a um, uh, someone who cuts your hair, a hairdresser, you sort of stick with them because you know what you're going to get. Mm. And um, I have been forced to bounce around a little bit um, through uh, hairdresser absences, say, perhaps one's booked a holiday. Mm. Then you go somewhere else. And uh, and there's, there's there's this one place in Islington. I know the one. Oh, my goodness. The hairdressers me. in Islington. It, yeah. yeah, I know. And there's these fellas in there, and they, they ask you what you want, and then they do what they want, or they make a mistake. And then afterwards, they go, do you like it? You have to say yes, because yeah. they can't put it back. Yeah. They can't change. You just want to get out of there. And they go, do you like it? And you go, yeah, yeah. And then they go, um, it's happened twice. They go, yeah, sometimes, you know, the person says what uh, what, what they want, but I just, I just go with it. They, like, they admit to it. Yeah, I go, that's not what you're... I didn't say this, but it's like, that's not what you're there for. It's astonishing. Like, why did I even say what I wanted if you're just going to do what you want? But if they were a builder, yeah. and you're like, can you do the double glazing for me? Yeah, and, and you, you get come a home,
2: chapel. Yeah, I mean, it's madness. No. I quite like a chapel. I wouldn't mind a chapel. I wouldn't a chapel. And there's a, there's a, a Greek hairdresser that I go to. Oh, yeah. Do you know why? Very good hairdressers. Yeah. And, yeah big fan of the Greeks. Uh, whenever they're cutting the back of my uh, head... Oh, they give you a little kiss. No.
0: <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh,
2: well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they start doing the the nape of my neck, oh, the back bit, yeah. and then they just get the razors out,
0: the the and they just go right down the back. Oh, wow! They reach right down, and they start shaving my back. Really? Yeah. That's good. I think the Greeks do that. I think the 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 Turkish barbers don't they? Sort of yeah. Sort of put a candle in your ear or something. Yeah. I'm oh, I'm, sure. I've done that. I've, Have that, you? I've had my ears candled. Wow! Absolute bollocks. Is it, <laughs> sorry, in good sorry. or bad? Bad. Does not bad work. does not work at all.
2: What's it supposed to do? Well, it's supposed to create a vacuum. Because oh. you're having a, a candle uh, uh, There's a flame, isn't there? So the oxygen yeah. goes up. Yeah. Supposed to that, and that vacuum is meant to. Um, to r- relieve you of your wax. It's meant to pull, very gently pull the earwax
0: out. This is the most unpleasant podcast anyone's <laughs> ever. <laughs> every
2: every week it is every week we do this. Uh, this is why we need Samantha Baines. Normally should have stopped this by yeah. now. Okay, uh, Danny, we need to we need to crash on through. All right, there's some amazing things that you bought here on the 23rd of August 2016. You buy Dying to Wake Up: A Doctor's Voyage into the Afterlife and the Wisdom He Brought Back. This is by uh, Rajiv Party and Paul Perry. Ten yeah. pounds on Kindle.
0: Dr. Rajiv Party. Um, this was when I was um, living in LA, and I saw this fellow on the TV, mm. and he told this story um, that the book was based on. And everyone was, you know, everyone wanted a part of him. Very serious man. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a doctor. A doctor. He was a very serious man. At uh, I think Cedars Sinai or somewhere like that, um, or, it was in California anyway. Okay. And um, anyway, one day he died. Oh no. <sighs> The last thing he needed. Not a very good doctor. Yeah, and um, it was fine though, because mm. uh, they um, they saved him and they brought him back. Um, That's great news. Yeah, but in the interim, gosh, things uh, things took an unusual turn for him. He found himself. Uh, uh, he described it as um, at the very lip of hell. Okay. And he's on like a mountain, and he's looking down, and there's hell, and it's rubbish. Right. and It's hot and really hot. Yeah. There's um, gas everywhere. It stinks. Mm-hmm. There's people screaming and writhing around, <sighs> yeah. um, and there's uh, there's like a whole bunch of demons that are s- flying around, and they've got horns and stuff, and mm-hmm. they scream at him. Yeah. and it's um, scary. It
2: sounds very negative. This yeah,
0: yeah. Tell me about it. Mm. Um, but it really made him rethink uh, his life um, because the one thing he remembered the one thing it made him decide about his life and the one thing that he decided, um, God, that's a regret, was that a couple of weeks before he'd been a little bit rude to a lady in the waiting room. And that's it. That's all he brought back. <laughs> that's all he brought back from hell. He went to hell, and he didn't sort of consider, maybe I'm going to get into humanitarian work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make amends for all these things. He just remembered being a bit brusque with, uh, <laughs> tired with a... tired doctor. Yeah.
2: tired, overworked doctor. Yeah,
0: and he was a bit brusque with this lady, and he was like, ah, oh, kicking himself. You yeah, know. yeah. So um, I, I thought it was amazing that you could have that kind of in, insane, intense, you know, probably made up... <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> fictional experience, slightly rubbish, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 yet the lesson after such a powerful story, mm. the lesson is that he was just a bit rude to one lady once. <laughs> and um, I was writing a book about rudeness,
2: right? And I, which is a brilliant book, and I've read and we reviewed it on Imagine you did. Show? Thank you very much. No, of course, it's brilliant. And
0: I tried to get in touch with uh, Doctor Party because I was like, I'd really love to talk to you about you know because it must this must have been eating you up in some way this 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 moment. Mm for it to be the only thing that you really learn after meeting Beelzebub. Yeah. And um, he ignored all my emails, which, um, which I thought was rude, which I also think, you know, what's it going to take with that guy? You know, he's, mean, been, he's been to hell. You've seen. He's realised he's got to be less rude. Yeah. And he's just rudely ignoring me. It's like, <laughs> he, what's he knows, it going to take?
2: He now knows what the consequences are yeah. of not replying to emails. And he's doing it. And being brusque. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So, Literally. You should have just sent one last email, just saying enjoy
0: the volcano, whatever it is. That's I know, amazing. I know.
2: Well, his book, uh, Dying to Wake Up, enjoy the um, enjoy
0: the, the the Popper Devil.
2: Um, it's uh, the Popper Devil. The details in the Popper Devil. Um, so David G says this book lacked substance. I've read many spiritual books and quite a few about NDEs. Near, I guess that's near, near death. death
0: experiences,
2: or maybe that's the new Philips Razor, new <laughs> Phillips, the Philips NDE. Um, yeah. I found this book to be basic with an inconsistent backstory. Uh, although I read it through to the end, I was very disappointed. My instinctive feeling was that this author is jumping onto the NDE bandwagon. Mm, and that old bandwagon. Yeah, trying to it. Everyone's on doing bandwagon. it. Trying to get on it, man. It's the latest bandwagon. The NDE dollar. is very strong right now. <laughs> um, all right, Danny. Uh, so you've survived early morning breakfast. Uh, you've survived facial hair. You've survived death yeah. so far on this uh, incredible journey on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Um, we're going to skip right ahead now. We're going to come crashing into the present, okay? February. 2019.
0: Okay. So, February 2019, yeah, we're
2: what's right happening? Smart. We're back in the UK, right? So, LA's happened. Yeah. yeah. We've come back. and then, But you're not in London now, right? You've moved into the countryside.
0: Yeah. It's a month before the Brexit, uh, Brexit, isn't it? It's a month before the first Brexit. So, March 29th.
2: Oh, yeah. The um, the leaving that never was. Yes, of course. That's right. Yes. So, the,
0: the country is in flux. Yeah, we're prepping. We don't know whether we're going to have running water. Mm-hmm. We don't know whether it's going to be, you know, I've got an electric hob. Is, is Am I going to be able to cook?
2: I don't know. I don't know the answer to any of these questions. No. No.
0: Well, we know now. Well, I know now, fine. obviously. Yeah, 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 it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it like, okay. at the time, yeah. uh, we're like, oh, we better, uh, you know, think about this. Is, yeah. uh, is this what I think it so is? So what did
2: you buy, Danny? What was the most important thing to buy at this moment when you, your friend, your family, you know, you're holing up in a kind of walking dead scenario? Was this
0: a giant box of hand sanitizers? Yeah, it's a giant box yeah. of hand sanitizers. It's about 24 of them, isn't it? You bought two. One for every hour of the day.
2: Once an hour. I can imagine you
0: dealing with civilization crumbling. Yeah. Family, I'm just gonna go and just gonna just sort of hygiene my hands. But, you know, no. some, some men run into um, hospitals, some men with uh, quite a severe dependency on certain things run into hospitals and squirt hygiene gel straight into their mouths. Yeah. So this has got a double use. Yeah. You know, I clean in the day and in the uh-huh. evening, kick I, back with a little bottle of purel. It's going to get you so drunk so quickly. <laughs> um, but I just I love
2: the idea that everyone's Brexit prepping and you're like. I think I've got this. Picks up his mobile phone yeah. on Amazon right now. I'm going to make sure we're going to die. We're going to be very
0: clean. We're going to smell great.
2: We're going to, people will be really thrilled to look after <laughs> yeah. us. July 2018. Uh, Tabac original deodorant body spray. Tabac. Yeah. Uh, tobacco. Did I give you
0: those? No. I knew. I was looking for a new deodorant, mm-hmm. and I knew when I saw this deodorant, just from the branding, yeah. just from the color, just from the name, sort of red and black, and I knew what it would smell like. Yeah, facts. <laughs> it would smell like an older man. <laughs> it would smell of nineteen eighties dad. Yeah. Oh yes. You know, security. Warm. Mm. Slightly woody. Mm. Um mm. it would smell it would have notes of old spice. Yeah. But a continental flavor as well with the slightly French name. Yeah. It yeah. would be reassuring, yeah. like If I'm ever in a situation where another man is in control of my life, let's say um, he is the helicopter pilot about to uh, land on a volcano, Uh which is a thing that happened to me. Um, Wow. The lip of hell. I I judge them by their forearm. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. If they've got a good forearm and maybe a chunky watch. Yeah. um, It's going to be all right.
2: Absolutely fine. He's going to be fine. That's such a good way of judging people.
0: I I once saw Gerard Butler, and he's Mm. a proper man. Mm Mm-hmm. And he very good forearms. I would trust him yeah. in a situation, an escape situation in a restaurant, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think both those men, Gerard Butler and the helicopter pilot on the volcano, would smell of tabac. Okay. In fact, um, knowing I was coming here, but not knowing if you would pick that one, I mm. brought you a present. Have you actually? Re- oh, yeah. Danny, this is the first time this has happened on this podcast. But where did I put my bag?
2: Are your bag's back in the... Uh, we, we dropped it off, didn't we? In the- we did. Is it got?
0: Is it in there? Let's I, let's hit pause.
2: Okay, I'm going to dash back and get it. Oh my god, I've never got a present on the show again. Okay, you're going to love leave
0: it. it. Recording, so it's just easier. Okay, well, I, okay,
2: Well, do you want to? Can you just talk to the guys yeah. while I? Go back and
0: get it. You run, you run. I mean, I won't edit this out, so you can say what
2: you like
0: about me. Okay, yeah, no problem. Um, I won't say anything rude. I'll only say sort of nice things. Um, but yes, Tom is now running down the corridor to uh, fetch my backpack. Um, I actually brought two cans um, of uh, of tabac uh, with I me. I got the
2: wrong keys. I took the wrong keys with <laughs> me. I took the wrong keys.
0: Um, and, and those two subsequent cans of tabac that I that I bought um, to to bring here today... When consolidated or added to the initial can uh, of tabac means I'm pretty sure that certainly within the British Isles, um, I own more tabac than anyone else in the country, um, meaning I can smell as tabacky um, in terms of the deodorant. Um, to a greater extent and for a longer duration than any other man um, in the United Kingdom. And that is a challenge if you're a man and you're on these aisles. um, If you feel that you can take me on, um, well, I I wouldn't recommend it because it does stink. Um, That is the other thing about it, as as Tom will find out. And we're in a windowless studio here. So when we do get to the spraying bit, uh, it is going to be awkward. Um, for whoever comes in here afterwards, they will think I don't know that David Dickinson's been in here. Here he is.
2: Have you actually talked the whole time? Yeah, man. Your bag. Thank you. Very heavy bag. How much of this tabac have you bought for me? Is well, it no I actually shed? sell
0: it on the streets now. I okay. the only uh, the only tabac salesman.
2: This is something you learnt in L.A. Of course.
0: So, wow! Look, you, oh, you really have bought me one. So there, there you go. And oh, Danny. It's okay. So yeah, you just pop the lid off, give it a little, okay, shake, a little shake, and then you. Do you want if I have a little? Go, gonna, I'm gonna do it too. Okay, lovely. This oh, mm-hmm.
2: mm. yeah, I'm getting 80s dad. Yeah, very close to the oh. front of the nose. <laughs> oh, I'm really tasting that because my <laughs> my nasal cavities are so clear. That's true. It's going right through, and I'm getting I'm getting works hard, mm-hmm. quite absent. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Never
2: yeah. If I wear this I'm never gonna ch- tell my child that I, I love him. Yeah, yeah, that is really
0: he, coming through. His he's he's, uh, he's about to buy a second car. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and it doesn't have a roof. Yeah. And it's too small for him. It's a sports car, but it's the only one yeah. he can afford. And he can't fit the family in it. Can't fit the family, doesn't want to. No. Um and you sort of see him sometimes going around town and you and you're embarrassed you with your friends at McDonald's.
2: Oh yeah, that is yeah. Is that your dad?
0: No, I don't see my dad anymore. Yeah, it's that
2: it's that, isn't it? <laughs> it's that in a can. I think that was um, the slogan. Danny Wallace, this has been uh A wonderful adventure that's ended in a gift for me, which means this is now my favourite episode. Yeah, well, good. So, future guests, if you're listening, bring me a present. Bring me a present.
0: And And that is now um, on my um, Amazon. Uh, history. These these two subsequent cans, which means yeah. um, that I'm just going to get advertising now for Tabac. You're gonna, well, you're going to get hit up for all the products that an 80s dad would want. So I, I think of myself lawyers. as the sort of unofficial spokesman for for Tabac deodorant. Mm.
2: Beautifully, it says since 1959 as well. Yeah, which has never not, changed. Yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> the same. For so they just made one batch in 1959. <laughs> I've bought it all. <laughs> uh, Daniel, thank you so much. Thank you for my gift. Not at all. Thank you for bringing your Amazon history, um, where we can follow you. you. Everyone knows who you are. You're on your Twitters and all that stuff. Aren't I'm you? on the Things. And you've got your radio your uh, radio, X, radio X, X, which is
0: brilliant. Books you can always, you know. The books are so good. You know, get a get a little book and uh, read it to yourself. Can I
2: take a moment to say how good the books are? Here we go. Don't get
0: embarrassed. The books are really good.
2: Oh, thank D- you. I've done it, I've done it. Danny, thank you so much, lots of love. Thank you. Uh, that was brilliant. Is that, is that a Yeah, a yeah really a yes. that I want,
1: want his name no more. I want his name no more. You love me really, baby Don't walk out that back door GreatBigOwl.com
2: Hi guys, it's Angelos Ipofimo here telling you to please listen to the Brian and Roger podcast. Now, I don't know who's written it, but whoever it is is probably a genius. So I think you should give it a listen because it's such great stuff.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?